Now Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Radio and Roundtable here with my crew. I got my crew here tonight. How are you, Mary Baker? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> did I make you laugh? You did. Yeah. I like being part of the crew. Yeah, part of the crew. We also have Melissa Wallace with us. Uh, we are in our in-home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, who is the sponsor of this radio show that you're listening to on WATD. And we're more than thrilled to know that the one and only Benjamin is back. Hello, Ben. Well, hello, ladies. How are you? Good. We're so happy to have you back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yay. I know you've been busy with the hockey season. So, hey, what'd you think about that whole situation with uh, that happened at the bog? Uh, you know, obviously an ongoing thing, but let me just say there is absolutely zero room in the game or in life to teach children things like that. And I also uh, don't think we should be putting children in charge of children on that note. Exactly, exactly. So well um, said. Well said. And I was listening to WATD news this morning because that's what I do. And I heard the name of the ref and I just happened to know him. So I reached out to him and it was, you know, somebody from somebody from Southie that I grew up with. Oh, and wow. Hung out with his brother, if you know what I mean. Ah. <laughs> hung out as in yeah. dated when you were I six. hung out with his, yeah. I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, so I reached out to him to see how he was doing and he said that all is well. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think he did anything wrong. The guy came at him, he defended himself, and that was that. Some people have a different mm-hmm. opinion, but it all worked out the way it was supposed to, I guess. Well, and that's the thing, though, is when you're attacked and sort of off guard, it, it makes you react. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. if you're prepared for something like that, maybe he would have been, you know, acted differently. You know what I mean? Not maybe retaliated the way he did. Mm-hmm. But when someone spits or something at you, then you need to Yeah, react, that's, a, that's an right? act of aggression. Wars have oh, been yeah. started over less. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I completely missed out on this because if somebody ever came close to spitting in my face, oh, Ugh, terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd terrible, be surprised terrible. what human beings are capable of sometimes. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad that uh, now it's up to light. Guilty parties are guilty, and we all know it. Yes, absolutely. So tonight, I don't know if you know what our show is about. Have you heard? Is bird the word? 
<laughs> no, so tonight um, our show is going to be on the impacts of the coronavirus in the real estate market. So we thought with everything going on, um, we should talk about that uh, so people can uh, see what's going on from our perspective with everything. So um, we think it's a really great topic. One of the things we're going to be doing tonight, though, is we are going to be calling in some guests that are going to be joining us. So tonight, Alyssa McNamara-Reed, of course, from McNamara on Money here on WATD every morning from 8 to 10 and every Sunday morning from 7.30 to 9.30. Uh, she is also um, a partner at McNamara Financial right here in Marshfield. Uh, she's going to be joining us and just sort of filling us in on what the impacts of the market are, you know, the stock market, what's happening to that, what's mm -hmm. happening to uh, everything there and um, how that impacts the rates for mortgages because the mortgage rates have dropped. Speaking of mortgages, we're also going to have a call in. I'm not sure if it's going to be with George Post or Jasmine Glasgow um, at this point right now, but uh, one of the two from Maritime Mortgage will be calling in and they'll be also, uh, we'll be discussing with them what impacts they're seeing. And we're going to end tonight. Uh, so this is every 15 minutes. We're going to talk with um, Emmanuel Ebot from... A different preferred professional. A, a different preferred professional, yes. Say that five times twice. <laughs> yeah, we had a hard time with that once before. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk to him and his office. Again, he's from Styles Associates. Again, it's attorney Emmanuel Ebot from Styles Law right here in Marshfield as well. Mark Styles uh, won't be able to um, make it with us tonight because he is going to be, he's on the zoning board um, for the town of Marshfield. So he will be at a zoning board meeting tonight. Uh, I do not miss those days when I was on the zoning board in Pembroke. Yeah. Oh, it was controversial sometimes, especially when we try, when someone tried to put a tattoo parlor in. You would have thought, for crying out loud, what's the big deal? Right? I, I went to that tattoo parlor. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. We'll talk about that another time. Um, but I'm really hoping that this next guest will be able to answer a few questions for me, too, because the coronavirus may be, it may be impacting the roads. I don't know what it's doing tonight, but we will find out from Lisa DeMilo from the WATD Traffic Center. Hey, Lisa. It's Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Uh, sounds like a really interesting show. I mean, they all sound good, but this one is fascinating. Good take on the uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Yes, and Thanks. after you do your report, I'm hoping that you can stay with us for a couple minutes. Can you okay. do that? Yeah, sure. All right. So the expressway southbound is inching along from the tunnel to South Bay. You're back in it from Granite Ave to the split, and it stays like that down past Route 37. Northbound's okay all the way up past Columbia Road. Route 3 South is backed up a bit coming off the expressway, and Route 24 South isn't bad. This report is sponsored by the FCC. Are some of your local TV channels missing? Find them again by rescanning your TV now. Learn more at FCC.gov slash TV Rescan. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Thank you to our listeners for sticking with us and listening to Lisa DeMilo there. I asked her to stay on for a couple more minutes. I can never get enough of Lisa DeMilo from the <laughs> WATD Traffic Center. <laughs> so, Can you so believe we've never met? I, I cannot it's believe crazy. that. But we, we have to do it. If you us and stop and shop, we <laughs> wouldn't know, know who you we were. Wouldn't even know I know. Who you were. I'm going to have to creep on you a little bit maybe to see what you look like. <laughs> so... 
but we're talking about the impacts of the coronavirus, uh, how it deals with real estate. But I'm sort of curious, are you seeing any changes on the road with more people staying and working from home? And I just heard oh, today that yeah. Harvard and some of the bigger schools are now doing tele, um, telecommunicating or whatever for all their classes. So what are you seeing? You know, up until today, I had not noticed um, much of an impact. But I have to say it was extremely light today. I mean, the expressways kind of the rule of thumb um different different avenue that where it's just always busy but most of the other roads were very quiet route 3 south was very quiet and all over boston was quiet because i i have to watch a lot of maps other than the south shore and i can mm -hmm. see such a big difference i mean there was very little um traffic and very little crashes as a result because when things are bumper to bumper that's when you usually find a crash so it's an yeah. easy uh, traffic day today and it was the first one and you know i didn't even make that connection until you mentioned it oh, well that's what i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to use our theory um but yeah you know I was what? Really i'm going to keep an eye it. on that and spread that around the uh, traffic center and see what everybody else thinks well, don't spread it around too far all right <laughs> Yeah, you heard it here first on WATD 95.9, uh, I already said that, with Lisa DeMilo, <laughs> the one and only Lisa DeMilo, breaking news. So, well, Lisa, thanks so much for staying a couple extra minutes. I oh, know no you're worries. busy and you have other reports to do. Okie dokie. Uh, we'll, we'll ask you next week, too, what, okay, you, what sure. you're saying, okay? I'm going to keep an eye on it all week, and I'll have, I'll have an update for you. All right, perfect. Thanks so much, Lisa. Ooh, we appreciate applause. you. <laughs> it's a standing ovation, I think, actually. <laughs> so, so you just heard from Lisa DeMilo. She's from the WATD Traffic Center. And and uh, we were just wondering, you know, what is the impact? If You know, I think that this coronavirus and the media hype about it is really starting to stir the energy with everybody. So um, that's what our topic is about tonight. If you have any calls, does anyone want to take this next part? Um, so, guys, if you have any calls, you can call us at the station, and Ben will be happy to answer your questions. So we are at 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. You can also catch us on Facebook Live. Tonight we are on all of the Connect pages, but we are starting from Sharon's page. Then Melissa and I have also shared it, and we're on Pembroke Connect, Hanover Connect, Dorchester Connect, whatever you can find. Um, and if you guys have a topic for us that you'd want us to go over, um, please feel free to send it over to Broker Team at bostonconnect.com and we'll try and get you guys a show of your own and give you a shout out perfect and one thing i do want to mention uh the show tonight is sponsored by boston connect real estate so if you would like to connect with us the mcnamara broker team here at boston connect real estate you can reach us or any of our professional real estate sales and marketing experts here at boston connect real estate by going to bostonconnect.com under the tab meet our agents or meet the team uh, you will be able to find um, all the information for all of our agents so um mel what Hi. do you think? <laughs> I'm finally here. <laughs> Melissa has joined us. So Melissa Melissa's has all the, the yeah. yeah. She has all the hard work. So she gets us up on Facebook and uh, we've been doing some Instagram things and all that. Um, our first phone call is going to be coming in at um, about 6.30. Uh, that's going to be with Alyssa McNamara-Reed again. She is from McNamara Financial and right here in Marshfield. And we um, also, she's on McNamara Money, which is on WATD every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so you can catch her show. I know 
know that they have podcasts as well. So McNamaraFinancial.com. So Mary, let's get into us talking a little bit. We're going to ask three basic questions of all of our guests tonight. So the questions that we're going to ask them is, do you currently feel an impact on the coronavirus? Do you suspect that you will feel any further impact on the coronavirus? And words of wisdom for our listeners for continued confidence in the real estate market. So um, what do I like those. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because right before we got on the air tonight, Melissa uh, noticed that we got an email from the Greater Boston Association of Realtors, which we're all a part of. We mm-hmm. have, you know, local board here, South Shore Realtors, uh, but we're I'm a part of all of the local ones. And a lot of our agents happen to be part of the Boston board uh, just because it's, you know, just something different. And, you know, it's just interesting to be part of several different boards. Um and they sent an email, and I think one of the interesting topics, do you want to like name a couple things? So this is what they're saying to us as real estate agents, as a board, what we have to be aware of because of fair housing laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, the, the, the three of us are a part of the Greater Boston Board. I, I personally think that they put out some really great content, and they mm-hmm. try to be very on trend, and obviously right now everybody is talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you know, they, they put this out there today, um, you know, just you know, saying, do we have a right to ask people? You know, have they traveled recently, or do they have any respiratory illnesses? I wouldn't really normally think to ask these questions mm-hmm. um, because of fair housing, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, according to Greater Boston, we are allowed to ask these questions as long as we're asking everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not, you know, singling out any 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 person. Yeah. Um, well, which I think it's very easy to do. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut no, you off. No, that's fine. It's um, if you if people are entering and just open houses is something that we're doing constantly, it's the same three questions that you're asking everybody. Mm-hmm. You ask them to sign in the same way. Mm-hmm. You um, Do I think people would be a little bit caught off guard if we're like, hey, have you been out of the country anytime recently? Welcome to this house. But can't go in until you answer that question. And if you did, maybe you have to leave. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so there's a fine line, in my opinion, between mm-hmm. privacy yeah. and... I think that it's all in the way that you frame the question. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty confident in our ability to not... That's not how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. um, I personally would sort of make a little bit of a joke out of it and be like, hey, would you like some hand sanitizer? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I did this weekend. <laughs> well, Melissa, yeah. uh, that's what I was going to say. Mary actually did that this weekend. And instead of shaking hands, she just like gave everybody a squirt. I mean, so just yeah. making it a joke. Just or, being hyper-conscious. Or we can even, you know, scoop up a bunch of little miniature hand sanitizers and start giving them out mm-hmm. in our open houses. I don't know. Are those, are those even I mean, available? It's a hot, it's a hot commodity right now. Yeah, it is um, very much. Get them on Amazon. Mm. Yeah. You can't. They're asking $50 for one little bottle. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought that that was really interesting because I did hear that some of the impacts that we're having from a business standpoint, and maybe Alyssa can talk about this a little bit more, is that certain areas are really feeling the impact from it. And unfortunately, Chinatown in Boston, I heard, is having a very, very difficult mm. time. And and it's because of that Asian population, the coronavirus starting in China and working its way all over the world now. Um, and that really, really sort of, uh, it impacts everybody, but mm-hmm. it really makes me sad to think as a population that you're going to just think of, you know, you're going to see somebody in a certain culture. It's a complete and total misconception. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So you have to be just as careful in Chinatown as you do in the North End, you know? Germantown. Germantown, wherever (laughs) you are. 
Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting is um, my daughter Casey and um, her boyfriend Dustin are actually in Paris, and they had the, they left last Wednesday, and you know we were nervous about that, you know, and the impacts of it. But then I went to Nashville and I called in Melissa last week to you and Kristen. I made it through the tornado. But then when I got home, what did I hear? That somebody took a direct flight from Logan Airport to uh, Nashville. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, well, when was that? Because I did the same thing on Monday. So was it on my flight? But they didn't give any of that information out. So I actually called all the hotlines. And they said, if you were in that vicinity, they would have called you. you. But um, so again... It, you don't have to go to Paris to get this at yeah. this point. It's right? here. It's here. That, that's it's all over the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, it really is. So that's why we wanted to do this topic tonight is because it's so prevalent in, in what everybody is going through right now. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the impacts, and we'll talk about this when we have our um, co-hosts or well, our guests on with us, is the, you know the mortgage rates right now are dropping significantly. And some nice data that I was able to find um, was talking about, we're going to talk about previous uh, viruses and how that impacted the stock market. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is how the interest rates have dropped so significantly. But if people are on the fence about renting versus buying um i'm just wondering ben is did Alyssa call i was gonna say you're talking about people being on the fence but what if they're on the phone <laughs> perfect well that's the person that we want to talk to right now so i believe we have Alyssa mcnamara reed with us from mcnamara yes. financial yes Hello. we do hi how, how are, are you, you? I'm, hey Alyssa. We're hi guys great so, you know what? This is just a topic. I got my uh, statement in the mail this week, and I promised myself I wouldn't open it, I wouldn't open it, I wouldn't open it, and I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, things have definitely dropped, but we're sort of curious. What are you seeing as an impact from the coronavirus? But first of all, tell our listeners who you are and what your job is. Sure. So my name is Alyssa McNamara-Reed. I'm with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Um, we are a um, investment advisory and financial planning firm. So I'm a financial advisor and a certified financial planner. And um, this has been a busy few weeks for us because we manage um, assets for our clients. And, you know, over time we try to prepare them and train them that these uh, temporary downturns are normal and they happen once in a while. But, um, you know, depending on age and circumstances, sometimes people can't help but um, panic a little bit. And, and um, so we've been very busy responding to calls and emails and just, you know, helping to reassure people that, you know, an investment, uh, when you're an investor, you you have a long time horizon and what's happening this week or this month uh, in the grand scheme of your investment life is, is a pretty short period of time and just a blip. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's, but um, if you want me to talk specifically about the coronavirus, I can do that. Well, not from a health yes. perspective, but from a from no. a market perspective. <laughs> yeah, um, from the market perspective. And then one of the things we were talking a little bit earlier that I'm interested in is the stock market reaction to previous viruses and what you've seen with that. Yeah, so, um, I mean, with this particular health crisis, you know, um, it's, it certainly has affected business. I mean, you know, people have been unable to get to work, uh, either unwilling or unable to get to work and, you know, all over the world. And so it's certainly affected business production, um, hopefully for a relatively short period of time. Um, and then I think people are just, you know, couple that with the fact that I think people are just um, nervous about, how, you know, how much worse can the 
outbreak get, how many more people will it affect and things like that. So I think people are just kind of nervous in general about the future. Um, and so that and so that has translated to um, people when they get when investors get nervous, um, their gut reaction, which most of the time is the wrong one, is to want to sell off their positions and and uh, move their assets to something safer. So what happens is the reason markets decline is that people are selling off um, some of their stock positions because they're nervous and they're moving their assets to something more stable, like a treasury, for example, or a bond position or cash. And so we've seen um, uh, uh the Treasury yield on the Treasury um, fall because when there's a lot of people buying up Treasuries and people flocking to these um, safer investments, um, then we see the, the yields fall. So we've seen a significant drop in the 30-year Treasury rate, um, and that's just because people are nervous and they're selling off stocks and they're moving to, uh, to more stable investments, which, uh, you know, I, you know, everyone's situation is different, but generally speaking, that's um, not what you want to do if you're a long-term investor. You don't want to sell off your stock positions when they're temporarily down in value. So mm-hmm. um, I can't give specific investment advice on the radio, but, you know, in general, people, I, my general advice is don't look at your statements, close your eyes, have faith in the future, mm-hmm. um, and, and hoping that this too shall pass as all down markets in the past have. Yeah. Well, isn't this a great time to buy if things are low? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For, so for people, again, that do have a long-term uh, investment time horizon and a long time before they're going to need funds. You never want to throw money into the stock market when you need it next week or next month or even next year. But, um, but yes, for people that have money that they can tuck away for a long period of time, this is a, this is a great buying opportunity. Stocks are essentially on sale right now. Uh, U.S. stocks and international stocks, and uh, that you know people can scoop up shares at a lower price than they were um, about a month ago. So you know, in, in prices that you know the market could continue to drop from here. There's a lot of people that think that it will continue to go a bit lower from here. Um, so could there be a better buying opportunity in the future? Sure, but it certainly is a buying opportunity now. Um, the market is the U.S. market is down. I think after today's close, like 11 or 12 percent. Um, from its high in February, and so in, in, and it's just moving very quickly. You know, we've had a down seven mm-hmm. percent, and then up five percent, and swings. You know, in between, so it's definitely moving very quickly. And do you think that this has a lot to do with media hype? I mean, is that? I mean, do the stocks work that way as well? That everyone's hearing it, hearing it, so people are just like sell, sell, sell. Ab- absolutely, yes. I think the media mm-hmm. certainly contributes to um, the reactions that people have, and and it. The media creates a lot of hype. They want viewership and they want ratings, and mm-hmm. and certainly they um, create a lot of hype around a lot of things. And and when people listen to that repeatedly, um, they can't help but but worry about their money. And money will always be emotional for people. It just is. It always will be. Even mm-hmm. though a good investor takes emotion out of investing, it's just mm-hmm. really hard to do in reality. Um, yeah. So people, yeah, I absolutely think it's you know the the people that don't even know what the coronavirus is and have no idea what the market is doing are way better off in the long run um, yes. because they're not going to make a mistake with their investments um, and, and they'll be better off in the long term because of it. 
So with your with your position that you have, and I know that you take care of you know everything from me and Mark, and I'm just curious, are you constantly looking at those types of things too? And are you saying, hmm, perhaps I should make this a little less aggressive, maybe I should be thinking about this for my clients, or is that something that you wait for your clients to call you? Um, I mean, we tend, we would like for our clients to reach out to us when things in their lives change. That would translate to a change in their investment objective, but certainly we reach out to them periodically to check in and, and revisit life and, and things like that. But as it specific or specifically relates to a volatile stock market, I, I don't think that people should be changing their investment portfolios as a result of a of a fluctuating stock market, mm-hmm. um, I, especially getting in, in a time like this when the market is down, you know, people, it's kind of your gut reaction to get more conservative, but actually, uh, mathematically speaking, it's the wrong thing to do because you actually, you know, a good long-term investor would actually get a little bit more aggressive in a stock market. But really, but really what you should do is nothing because mm-hmm. a, a, a stock market, a temporary fluctuation in the market, um, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't impact your overall investment objective. Like people should be invested in a suitable portfolio. They should have been invested in a suitable portfolio prior to this downturn. So the people mm-hmm. that have large or significant allocations to stocks, those are the people that are seeing the largest downturns right now. But Mm -hmm. those people, if you have a large allocation to stocks, you should have a very long time, like 8, 10, 12 years or more before you need that money. So the people that are seeing the largest swings downward right now should be the people that don't need their money for years and years and years into the future. And by then, the coronavirus is going to be, it's going to be well behind us, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. anyway. And a vaccine um, for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, where we and should be people, investing in those companies, right? The <laughs> one that's going to come up with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, and the people that are, um, that need their money sooner, like, you know, people approaching retirement, if we're talking about retirement monies or people in retirement that are drawing money out of their portfolio, those people should have a more, you know, a lower allocation to stocks anyway. They should be more mm-hmm. conservative or moderate risk or something in that realm, um, at least for some of their, some or most of their dollars. And those are the people that aren't seeing downturns as significant right now because they're not fully exposed to the stock market. So mm-hmm. I don't think people should make any changes to their investment allocation or their broad portfolio as a result of this market blip or any other one. You should make a change to your portfolio and your investment allocation based on your life, right? Mm-hmm. And when, you're, when you'll need the assets. So those are really life decisions and the people that are mm-hmm. making changes you know, to their portfolio now, especially getting more conservative or selling off, you know, their portfolio and going to cash or whatever, um, you know, those those people are, are acting impulsively and their long-term returns will be negatively affected because of it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about some of, we talked about this earlier on the phone about, you know, the reaction to previous viruses. What is some of the, what you saw then and what do you expect to see for the coronavirus? Right. So what I, what I did find was an article, um, hold on, I emailed it to you and then I, I pulled it up here on my computer. Hold on. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I found an article that referenced 
um, about a dozen health crises that we've had since 1981. So mm-hmm. HIV and AIDS, SARS, avian flu, swine flu, cholera, Ebola, the Zika virus, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this article, um, this is a marketwatch.com article, but the source was the Dow Jones market data. And what they did was they were pulling um, information regarding the performance of the S&P 500, which is like a benchmark for the United States stock market that's made up of the 500 biggest companies in the United States, or 500 mm-hmm. of the biggest companies in the U.S. And so what this um, article um, went over was, well, what did the S&P 500 do in terms of performance in the 12 months after the outbreak of all these other health crises in our, in our fairly recent past? And there's about a dozen of them on this list, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of about 12 of these health crises in the immediate 12 months post-outbreak had a positive double-digit stock market return. Hmm. So the point of it is, these, yes, these things obviously are very, you know, can be very scary from a health perspective, and I understand there's a lot of deaths, and of course, I'm not trying to downplay any of that, but the point is that generally speaking, or at least historically, it will be a relatively, it has been a relatively short period of downturn in the market, you know, panic surrounding the outbreak and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at least all throughout the past, there's, you know, these things have been contained and, and dealt with. And, and then the market has recovered from that and, and not just in a modest way, you know, a double digit market mm-hmm. return in 12 months is great. Um, yep. So that was kind of the point of the article. Um, I, I found that there's a few of those floating out there. I've happened to find this one on marketwatch.com, but it's pretty enlightening. It just, it gives people perspective. Yeah. And that's, you know, what we'll do is I, because I know you did the email that to me, we're going to put together a whole blog post on this entire show because we have a couple other uh, preferred professionals that are going to be joining us tonight as well. So we'll make sure that we put that information on there. Any uh, final words of wisdom that you want to discuss with our listeners tonight? Um, I would just say, you know, if anyone is, you know, worried about their money, panicking, not sure what to do, I would say if you have an investment professional or an advisor that you're working with, I would reach out to that person first and have a conversation. And um, before you do anything impulsive um, and sell your your portfolio or large parts of it, um, I would just, you know, reach out and have a conversation with your advisor. Um, But, you know, generally speaking, like I said, if you, you know, Stop, turn off the news and don't open up those statements and, you know, have faith in the future and remember that you're a long-term investor. Like I said, the people that are that are seeing downturns and right now the high single digits or the double digits um, in a pretty short period of time, the people that are seeing those significant downturns are the ones that, that theoretically have plenty of time to recover from this. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not going to call it a, a, a loss. I'm going to call it a temporary uh, decline setback. in value of their portfolio. So just a temporary setback. Yeah, I'm not looking at any of my statements, Alyssa. Like hands <laughs> down, <laughs> I have a long time to go. Like, <laughs> we have a long time to go. Just invest yeah. all of our dollars. And, yeah, and, and like we I trust talked you. about, I mean, the, you know, the people that do have a really long time horizon. You know, the 30 and the 40 somethings that are, um, and even the 50 somethings that have, you know, eight, 10, 12 or more years before they need the money. And if we're talking about retirement money, then you know, it might be a great buying opportunity. So some people that have extra mm-hmm. cash in the bank or reserves that, are, you know, really is truly. Extra 
extra cash. I'm not saying, you know, put all your cash in the stock market, but really yeah. people that do have like a surplus of, of their emergency cash. Um, it is a, it's a great opportunity um, to invest money. And it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive and it can be scary to put money into the market at this time, but um, stocks are on sale and, and it can be a great opportunity too to take advantage of. That's awesome. So you want to take that from here? Um, sure. So, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? And also talk about your show that you have on WATD. Yes, thank you. Um, so people can find out more about me at McNamaraFinancial.com. We have offices in Marshfield and also Chelmsford. Um, we also have a radio show on WATD, McNamara on Money, that airs um, on Saturday mornings between 8 and 10, and also Sunday mornings, 7.30 to 9.30. We also air on WCAP in Lowell on the a station for anyone who's located a little bit north of here. Um, and you can find out more about us again at McNamaraFinancial.com or McNamaraOnMoney.com. Thank you for having me, ladies. Have a great rest yes. of your show. Bye, Alyssa. Thank, Thank you, you so, so, much. so much. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. So that was Alyssa McNamara-Reed from McNamara Financial, and she's so super smart, isn't she? She is, yes. Yeah, she so really is. She makes me feel calm, and I actually mm-hmm. am grasping and understanding financially a lot about the stock, stock yeah, market just basic, from listening to her. It's simple. Just don't open your statements. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. what I said to you earlier. I, I, I should have told her when, when we were on air. That is literally what I said. I yes. said, don't look at it. I, I know. only know anything when she, she meets with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she and she has a look. She's like, girls, you yes. have a long time. Yep. Yeah. You have 35 more years yeah. until you can ever think about retiring. Well, and the thing is, Alyssa had um, said, you know, get in touch with your advisor if you have one. But if you don't have one, I highly recommend Alyssa McNamara-Reed and uh, McNamara Financial. That. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. So um, she did give her phone number. But once again, Melissa, can you give Alyssa McNamara's phone number and information? Oh, it's it's on here. I can get it. Um, but <laughs> Oh, yes, I have it. Yes. And and they also have a podcast. So if you want to listen to some of the McNamara Money radio shows, you can go to their podcast, which you can get on their website as well, which is McNamaraFinancial.com. Yeah, so Alyssa's phone number is 781-834-2010, 781-834-2010. And you can reach her at Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at McNamaraFinancial.com. Perfect. And Ben, I know that we have another caller calling in. Do we have that person yet? We do. Here we go. Okay. And um, okay. So we have it's until George. it's George that we have with us tonight. So uh, can you introduce George, Mary? Hey, George Post from Maritime Mortgage. How are you? <laughs> but how are you doing? Good. A bit long of a time. Surprise, long- surprise mm-hmm. duo. Oh, it's surprise! Jasmine it's Jasmine. We have both of you. Yay. Yay. So we have George Post and Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage. Hey, guys. Hey. Was that a round of applause? I love that. That is. That's mm. fantastic. Now, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm sitting in the background here, but I'm the one with way too much industry facts to sit this one completely out. So I'm going to be slightly well, fact checking George. No pressure. I know. I know. It's <laughs> It's not the coronavirus. It is the no, refinance virus. It is working 20-hour days for two weeks straight. Um, uh, this will do it to you. <laughs> so so rest and relaxation that, and some sleep is what the doctor ordered, not hand sanitizer and Clorox, right? <laughs> exactly. Make your own hand sanitizer at home, people. This is ridiculous. The markup. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not the official mortgage advice. 
it's been too many late nights of like, hey, we're hunkering down, calling, you know, the, the husband and or, you know, calling the wife, send pizza. We're going to be in the office until midnight, I think is officially caught up to Jasmine. Oh, yeah, no, that's you. what you're saying. Oh, no. Once you start shopping for Murphy beds, you know the global economy is is kind of going crazy. Um, but Sharon, you had started your show saying mortgage rates are low, and I wanted to kind of address that because it's been interesting. This has been a pretty insane last two weeks, and if mm-hmm. I can just dive right in a little bit about how this virus is affecting everything, I, yeah, I, I can well, shut that's up actually after one of that. Our, one of our first topics that we want to say. So, so our first question for you guys is: Do you currently feel any impact on the coronavirus in your industry? Oh yes. Um, <laughs> so. It's, it's been kind of madness. Uh, I mean, the, the global fear started pushing markets down, and we started seeing it on the stock market. And when that happens, everything you know flows through to the Treasury yield, which is what we typically follow for interest rates. And now when everything started being a complete sell-off and we saw Treasury yields fall, we had an initial huge decrease in rates. And that was true up until yesterday, about 2 o'clock, and then investors started panicking. So if you look right now, and, and, you know, rates are still, again, really low, but if you look right now, all those super low advertised rates have been removed from, um, like, the pricing engines. Like, so, like, the bankrate.com and then Zillow.com, they're removing them because they don't know if there are investors that can actually keep up with this much demand. There are trillions of dollars that can be refinanced to a lower rate, and... Uh, there just isn't capacity. Um, the market cannot uphold this. I have purchased appraisals um, that are now with 27-day uh, turn times, which is the longest I've ever seen. Um, wow. And so what we're seeing today is investors start to actually look at everything and look at, look at what it's going to cost to operate and to pay the overtime and to keep up with the demand. And if you typically fund, say, $2 trillion a month, um, you can't reasonably do $11 trillion in two months. Um, so we're starting to see a pushback on interest rates. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing because all the indicators that set interest rates, like a low treasury yield, um, like the Federal Reserve announcing a decreased interest rate, like these typical markers would keep rates low. So I don't know if it's going to be a temporary pushdown where they're just trying to save off the flow of refinance applications, or if this is an indicator for the next, you know, month or so. It's hard to tell, but it has been an interesting last 36 hours, I'll say. Um, so I don't, I don't know that this, this narrative of crazy low rates is going to be obtainable for much longer when people essentially run out of funds and resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, George? Do you think that, you know, we'll feel a further impact on the coronavirus, or do you think that this is like sort of a, a temporary uh temporary stance right now with the with the mortgage industry i mean the economic impact on this it's crazy i think we're only just scratching the surface on the implications and what it can mean going forward um and like jasmine was saying you know the the temporary bounce back in interest rates as of yesterday um i think everyone's just kind of pressing pause like hey what what exactly are we dealing with so to answer your question I, i think we're going to be in a in a unique situation, historically unique situation for at least the next couple of months. Um, it, it's not it's not a just a blip in the radar. You know, better better act now and refinance before the week's up. I foresee this being a a pretty long term economic um, impact. Oh, for what sure, about, especially with oh. 
we're in a state of emergency right now with right. Governor Baker announcing that today. I mean, that's that's big, and that's just saying it's finally reaching our state. So what is it going to mean for employers and for verifications of employment for, for clients out there shopping whose now, you know, stores are shut down if that happens or if they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're having to miss work because their kids are home from school. And, you know, I think this is, could be a, a much larger impact or longer mm-hmm. impact as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little scary. Um, what do you think? So you mentioned earlier about um, maybe this could be just a, putting a temporary pause or maybe trying to deter people from going into that refinance boom because the interest rates are so low. Do you think you're going to actually see that happen? People are going to try and hold off to refi or you think they're still going to push forward? Again, I think it's going to be, I think they, they just press pause a little bit to, yeah. to deal with the influx with the just outrageous amount of applications um and i think that should ease um okay. especially coming off of the the big news coming thursday friday and then a lot of origination going on over the weekend where people that that interest sparked and then monday hit right now we're into tuesday so i think you know things will kind of even out a little bit towards the end of the week but as jasmine mentioned the whole system is really jammed up right now processors, underwriters, appraisers. <laughs> it, everyone's very busy. On top of what was a very uh, warm winter, the purchase mm-hmm. market still is bananas on, on top of the refinances. Um, bananas. So is that the professional word we have for that? <laughs> bananas. That is, that is our joint professional opinion, that it's yeah. in bananas. You know, well, one of the things, George, that I noticed, and um, again, you heard it here first on WATD with us, um, (laughs) because we're, you know, in the know, but I said that our spring market started a lot earlier because the Patriots didn't make it into the playoffs. So people around here were like, all right, football's over. (laughs) So let's buy a house. Um, I had one other question, and just so you guys know, um, we break at 7 o'clock. We have no choice. We have to, at the top of the hour, we have to um, do a little bit of a news update with Ben. But we're going to keep you a little bit longer because we know we went longer with Alyssa. And then after you, we're going to have Mark Stiles on. Um, and I know we could probably take three hours to talk about this topic. But one, I have a couple questions for you real quick is, one, let's talk numbers. Seriously, guys, like you're talking hits lower, it's lower, it's lower. Let our listeners know, like, what are the numbers that you're seeing? What's the lowest one you've seen? for a refi and the lowest one you've seen for a purchase. And I know it has everything to do with the rate, right? I mean, with your um, your credit score. So so the rate is is based on not only your credit score, the type of property, single, multifamily, condo, your ownership, is this living in it, is it a second home, is it an investment, your credit score is obviously very, very huge, and your down payment. So there are all these factors that then determine, first, your program. Are we talking FHA, VA, conventional, USDA, so on and so forth? And that's what determines the rate. Now, if we had talked last Friday versus today, it would be very different rates. So we're not expecting these rates to stay like this. We have actually an investor call tomorrow with seven different lenders to see what they're expecting the market forecast go. But what we've seen since this, this boom, uh, the lowest interest rate that I have lost with no points for an FHA purchase was 2.75. And then the lowest that they lost for conventional purchase was 3%, and for a refinance, 3.125%. Um, now, the parameters for each of those are different. You know, FHA was a 3.5% down with decent credit, um, and so on and so forth. So 
yes, these are rates that I have locked recently. I don't know that they'll be in the market for longer. I've mm-hmm. checked Bank of America because it's kind of always our, like, fluff number to compare against what the market's doing, like local banks are doing. And I saw that it was um, now advertised up to 3.75%, I believe, with a point cost or roughly around there, which is a whole point higher than what they were disclosing last week. So I don't think that this is the best locking day. Um, I think that we're going to see a little bit of the market being pushed down for a little bit of time, and I think that hopefully we can bounce back to where close to where we were before the crash kind of happened. Um, what we're calling it is a crash. Um, yeah, no, it's not a crash. <laughs> both. No, but it it isn't, and it is um, depending on what what which part of the market we're talking about, because um, the Treasury yield has crashed the lowest it's ever been, and that's what we follow. Not a housing market crash that people tend to think of, but a treasury yield crash, which is, mm-hmm. you know, when the war in Iran was happening last summer, we saw the same thing happen, just nowhere near this impact, nowhere mm-hmm. near it. So we're hoping to be back where we were about 10 days ago, maybe by the end of the week. Let me ask you this question as well. So what do you do with clients that are doing a purchase and they locked in and now the rate has dropped significantly? How do you how do you deal with that? Like what what are their options if they're locked into something higher? Yeah, so it's what's called a float down. Um, and you can go down, there are certain parameters and you know, you have to have a certain you have to be a certain phase involved, but you can absolutely float down as long as you meet the um, the standards. What we're seeing though is most of the people who have locked in are doing so at like a really good time, we're watching the market and then they either were able to float down right away or pricing didn't improve for their situation that much. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, investors are not trying to follow the, the treasury yield as closely as they could. Rates, if you just follow the treasury yield, could be much, much lower. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I will say uh, in terms of people that are par- uh, purchasing as well, um, to ease some of the buildup with the processing, um, I'm sure you're familiar with a 30-day, 45-day, 60-day rate lock. And typically, mm-hmm. the further you go out on the number of days, the worse your pricing gets. And we have yeah. seen in some instances that the pricing is actually the same out to a 60-day rate lock. Again, everyone's situation is unique, right? But that just eases the amount of time that we have to process these loans. So they, they know how busy they are, and they're trying to adjust and accommodate well, that's good to hear. Yeah, one thing I want to read for you guys until we have to get to that seven o'clock break is, um, so I follow this uh, Steve Harvey and he is with um, Keeping Current Matters. I'm just going to read you this slide. I and thought you were saying Steve was, Harvey no, from no, Family Feud. No, <laughs> no. Steve Harney. Steve Harney. I don't know what his name is, but it's Steve from Keeping Current Matters. But um, he said about affordability, and this is from Black Knight, which must be a website. Still, even with the home price growth accelerating, because that's what we're seeing, so home prices are going up. Today's low interest rate environment has made affordability the best it's been since the early 2018. Despite the average home price increasing by nearly 13000 the monthly mortgage payment required to buy that same home has actually dropped by 10% over the same span due to the falling interest. So basically what he's saying is that you can buy that same house that you could before, well, you can buy a house that's $48,000 more and still have the same principal and interest payment. What do you guys think of that? 
Oh, it's a great, it's a great factor. Affordability is huge. And when we're saying rates, you know, rates aren't as great, like, you know, we're saying that they're still record low. Like, they're still ridiculously low. But having a rate in the 3% gives you incredible buying power than compared to where, you know, we were a year, year and a half ago in the high fours. Um, and we we're seeing that market where we're saying, hey, 5% is going to be our new environment or where we were in 2006 with, you know, 13% interest rates. This gives you a huge buying power if you're only borrowing at, you know, four dollars and sixty cents per thousand versus five twenty. It's it means the biggest difference in your monthly payment and your your comfortability in that payment as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I know we have to break, but speaking just on this topic, I had a client reach out today that we're picking up the ball from where they were last July. They said, "Our." We're, we're all set. We're not going to move forward with anything. And they said, hey, George, we want to start shopping again. And just revisiting their profile and Steve Harney or Harvey, <laughs> whoever, uh, he's right. You, the, what their bucket of where they were trying to look before is now looking a lot more affordable for them in that same price point. Uh, just picking up all they had to do was wait seven months, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, we're going to ask you guys to hold on. Ben, um, I just want to break in with you for a minute or two here. How are we looking for that 7 o'clock? Do you need we us We can do to- that right now if you like. All right. Well, perfect. So you're listening to Talk Real Estate with talk uh, with Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker, and Melissa Wallace from Boston Connect Real Estate. We are the McNamara Broker Team here at Boston Connect Real Estate, who is our main sponsor, uh, by the way, for our show. Stay tuned. We're talking about the coronavirus. Uh, we're talking about the impact it has on the stock market, how that affects the market for real estate. And right now on the line, we're going to keep with us is Jasmine and George from Maritime Mortgage. So stay with us and um, hear what they have to say. We'll be right back. WATD-FM Marshfield, WMEX Quincy, WBMS Brockton, and translator W266DA Brockton. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. WATD. Streaming online at 959WATD.com. And with your smart speaker, just by saying play WATD. AP News. I'm Jackie Quinn. The White House announces the nation's top insurers have agreed to cover the cost of coronavirus testing for clients and for treatment. Waive all co-pays, cover the cost of all treatment for those who contract the coronavirus. They've committed to no surprise billing. That's Vice President Mike Pence. Two more elderly people have died in the Seattle area, bringing the nation's death toll to nearly 30. There are more than 800 cases now reported. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee says the caseload keeps growing. There are 1,000 people infected today. In seven or eight weeks, there could be 64,000 people infected in the state of Washington if we don't somehow slow down this epidemic. There are more than 100 cases in New Rochelle, New York. The governor's imposing restrictions on public events, including closing schools in the affected neighborhood. For most patients, the coronavirus brings only mild to moderate symptoms. The nightmare cruise is coming to an end for passengers on the Grand Princess in California. More than 500 have disembarked, some sent to Travis Air Base. Voters have been going to the polls in six states today. 
The AP's Julie Pace reports this is a key time for Democrats. Tonight is really important because it's our first chance to see Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders in a head-to-head -head contest. They are the only two on the ballot in these six states that are voting. And both of them for months, uh, more than a year really, have been making an argument about electability. The mayor of Kansas City, Missouri had trouble voting in today's Democratic primary. It seems that Quentin Lucas's name was entered backwards on the rolls. He wonders how many other voters face problems like that. Stocks bounced upward today, gaining back about 5% of their value. The Dow was up more than 1,100 points. This is AP News. A lot of clouds for the first half of tonight with a stray shower or sprinkle working its way on through and then clearing coming in late at night. Those will be dropping back to the low 40s. For tomorrow, a good deal of sunshine returns, but it's going to be a cooler day than the past couple of days, although we'll still be running above normal with highs reaching into the low 50s. And then for tomorrow night, partly cloudy, lows dropping back to the mid-30s. Thursday, we'll have sunshine mixed with a good deal of afternoon clouds. High temperatures will be right around 50 degrees. And then another weather system comes our way for Friday, bringing more showers and highs in the low and mid-50s. As we head into the weekend, looks to be turning windy and somewhat cooler, with temperatures mostly in the upper 40s and low 50s and a fair amount of sunshine. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Bill Guile. This is Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Here's what people want to know about me. Are you a fiduciary? Are you independent and thus are your recommendations for me in my best interest? Are your costs reasonable? Can you help me with my money and making a plan for my future? Fortunately, the answer to all of those questions is yes. Call my office to find out more. 781-834-2010. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. to talk real estate with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace and I'm here with my team members, Sharon McNamara and Mary Baker. Hello, hello. 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 Whoa, we, hello. Also have, we also have our other team member here, Mark yes. McNamara, but he's being a little shy We got shy a guy today. here. Very quiet. <laughs> Very quiet Nothing to do with plumbing tonight. <laughs> um, again, we do, have, um, we do have some preferred professionals on the line right now, but, um, but if you have to, uh, have to, yeah, you do have to listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, if, you want, if you want to listen to our podcast, um, you can find us on the podcast app, Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We switched it up on you guys. Um, and then talkrealestateroundtable.com. Um, you can find us on bostonconnect.com. All of our contact information is there. Um, Facebook, we're on Boston Connect, McNamara Broker Team, all that fun There's stuff. There's really no excuse why you can't find us. No, nope, you can find You can literally Google us. You can look us up three people's names and you can find yeah. us. You can find us. And we have some callers tonight, but I mean, I mean, people that we have asked to call in. But if you do have any questions for us, you can try calling in as well. I don't know how many lines they have over there at WATD. 781-837-4900 is that number. Or we're following along on Facebook because we're on Facebook Live. So you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Boston Connect. Uh, and you'll be able to ask us questions there because we got it all covered. 
Yeah, yeah, we do. We yeah. Oh, we're on Instagram, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's continue our conversation with Jasmine and George from Maritime Mortgage. Sharon, you said that you had another question for them um, before we get to Emmanuel and Mark. Yeah, so I, actually, I don't have a question, but I do have another fun fact, and then I want you to uh, give your insight, and then we'll let you have your final thoughts for the final seconds that you're on with us. But the cost of renting versus buying, I have another slide here from Steve, whoever, uh, from keeping current matters and the percentage of your income needed to afford a median rent okay historically that number has been 25.8 percent currently it's 27.8 percent so you can afford let like it costs you more to rent right now right 27 historically than it has historically the percentage of income needed to afford a median home Historically, it's been 21.2%, and currently it is 15.5%. And this information is coming to us from NAR, which is the National Association of Realtors, and Zillow. So what are your thoughts on that um, for both of you, Jasmine and George? Hmm. Well, first, you know, affordability is such a, such a trigger term, too, because we really want to make sure that when you're making these decisions, they're, they're comfortable. But we look at the cost of waiting, and someone who would have purchased three years ago versus today, um, we often talk about just the affordability, but what about the equity? What about the opportunity to, you know, actually have a retirement in a property? So home ownership touches so much more than, than just that payment. And we do see, you know, now people going out of, you know, $2,800 monthly rent to a $1,900 mortgage. Like, we're still seeing that all the time, but it's there's so many more factors um, that we're finding. And each person's situation is so unique that we actually do a calculator for them and say, hey, is this worth it for you and your family? Does this make sense in your life? Mm-hmm. Great. So what are um, some of your final thoughts for our final seconds? Because we do have to get on with Emmanuel Ebot, who you both know, um, so we can get some yeah. thoughts from him from a legal perspective. George? I'd say final thoughts are we are definitely in a unique uh, time right now. Uh, a lot of folks have a, a lot of equity in their property. Um, rates are low, historic low. Um, it, it's a it's a unique time. It's a great time to touch base with all your advisors. I mean, what, what Alyssa uh, touched on, just not having a knee jerk reaction. Um, just it, it's a great time to rely on your real estate, your mortgage, your financial advisors to say, hey, in the special time we're in right now, what what, what should I be doing? Um, and revisiting purchasing the house we've been tapping into equity on potentially a cash out refi to buy an investment property it's a it's a good time to touch a touch base with your professionals perfect jasmine what about you (laughs) agreed (laughs) Um, agreed my thoughts no it's it's it is a great time it's like you're checking your your thermometer it's a yearly look back um, make sure that your pre-approvals are still valid. Actually, while you guys we went on break, someone Facebook messaged me and say, hey, I thought I was locked in with my current lender, and turns out I'm not, and I was at a three and a quarter interest rate. Now they're telling me it's going to be four and an eighth. Is this mm. real? Like, it, should I? what should I do? And it's, it's one of those take a breath, under, you know, take a breath, but check in. Like, 
keep uh-huh. good current. If you if you got pre-approved just one certain day, the rates change all the time. So make sure to check in. If you were pre-approved last summer, you'd probably find that rates are better now. And so it's like we're talking like, okay, they come up a little bit. They're still getting results. So now it's going to shift where you stand. Oh, well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you taking the time out of your days, Jasmine, especially while you're sick. Um, for, all, all, for all of our listeners out there who want to get in touch with you um, and kind of check in and see you know, where they stand or maybe just find out what they can do, how can they get in touch with you guys? Absolutely. Well, we are We'd team. love to hear from you. Yep, we are team. <laughs> so we've got our, our team maritime at maritimeloan.com email or team at maritimeloan.com which will be shortened tomorrow and uh, you can call the office and reach out to either one of us that is 781-341-4000 perfect give it that one more time 781-341-4000 Perfect. So uh, for all of our listeners, you were listening to, um, well, you're still listening to Talk Real Estate, but we just had Jasmine Glasgow on with us as well as George Post. Mm -hmm. They're from Maritime Mortgage. They're the best of the best. Um, I literally did my loan here with them um, as a team. So uh, I called them today and said, will you come on the show with us? And they were always willing to do that. And they did that for us tonight, even though Jasmine isn't feeling great. We're going to put this show as one big blog. So everybody will have that contact information. But if you want to listen to this uh, again, feel free to go to our podcast app, which is you can find uh, Talk Real Estate Roundtable or you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate you and everything that you do for Boston Connect Real Estate and for our clients. They uh, unfortunately did disconnect, but they did hopefully want to say thank you very much, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been my fault. I apologize, guys. We'll get a Facebook message. And you're welcome. (laughs) And we we do have our next guest lined up as well. Okay, perfect. Um, Okay, so I believe we have Emmanuel Ebot. Is that correct? Emmanuel, are you with us? Um, I'm here. Good evening, ladies. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So for our listeners who haven't heard Emmanuel on our show before, his name is Emmanuel Ebot, and he is from Styles Law. He's an attorney. He is an attorney. He was on with us before, but no one heard him because Mark did all the talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Very true. So now you have, now you have the floor, Emmanuel. <laughs> it's all you. Yeah, so Emmanuel, what are some of the things that you're seeing from a legal perspective regarding the coronavirus? Well, it's... You know, it's still a little early, um, and I guess I'll, I'll echo what Alyssa was saying in the first hour that it's you know whenever something like this happens, we, we get the we get the frantic calls from from people, and I think it's important just you know not to panic, <laughs> breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, the real estate investment, uh, whether it's your primary residence or you're investing it for rentals going forward, those are you're looking for long-term returns there. So the the short-term blips, so to speak. Um, really shouldn't impact whether or not you're going to buy your primary home or buy an apartment to to rent. So that you know, when we do get the calls, that's kind of the message that we're giving to folks that you know, no, no need to make any rash decisions. Just wait. You know, we're we're you know, as a country, we're still in fact-finding mode here as to how long this is going to be. Um, so, but don't panic is, is essentially what we're telling mm-hmm. folks. 
So have you seen people, because that was one of my questions, and I know we talked about it briefly, and I actually sent you an article that I had seen from Inman News. Um, and yep. I, what are you, are you seeing people, maybe buyers or sellers that are suddenly saying, you know what, I'm not going to do this because not, not only are we going through the coronavirus, we're going through a, a process of, you know, a, a presidential election that's going to be happening at the end of the year too. That seems to be a little, mm, you know, controversial. Um, so people aren't, you know, I just don't know if the confidence i feel like the rates are having the consumers have confidence in the market but i feel like things like this and the presidential election maybe have people stepping back a little bit and thinking have you seen any of that well you know in any market uncertainty is not good and and the real estate market is, is no different we really haven't at least personally i really haven't uh seen buyers or end or sellers um use this issue as a reason not to move forward on the transaction or not. It is, however, um, causing people to just ask questions. Um, you know, what happens if the registry shut down? Okay, so, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's more just taking, you know, thinking through how is this going to affect either the transaction that I'm in right now or if I'm looking to sell my home or list the home or I'm looking to buy an investment property or I'm looking to flip how is this going to impact that? Um, so it's it's really more the you know the, the conversations that we're having now with our clients are are more the, the practical effects of how it's going to impact us in the short term. Um, and that's you know it, and and when it comes to buying and selling homes, the commercial side, um, you know, commercial agreements, they, there's typically a force majeure clause, and what that just means is that if there's something that comes up, act of God, that prevents one party or both parties from actually performing, let's just say the registry is closed, or there's an earthquake or a flood. Or a tornado. A, uh, <laughs> or a tornado. I don't know. Exactly. The <laughs> I know that's dear to your heart, but <laughs> or a tornado. <laughs> it, it allows, you know, it allows the parties to um, be for, essentially not be bound by those obligations anymore. And I think we're going to start seeing a little bit of that kind of filter into the residential agreements that we're negotiating just you know, flexibility on some of these dates with such uncertainty out there. So. Yeah, so that was actually one of our questions. Um, the three of us were mulling over kind of how we could see the um, the coronavirus impact um, purchase and sales agreements. So would you say you're seeing more contingencies and longer deadlines being put into place, whether it's commercial or residential, um, just as a precaution? I, I think we're going to start to see that. Again, we're still okay. a little early. I know, um, Sharon, you you sent me an article uh, last week about this where market, mm -hmm. um, I think it was in California, where there's already contingencies in these agreements about delays related to the coronavirus. If municipalities are shut down or, or you know, if the buyer is from another country and needs to come in to sign in, but that country's in lockdown. So as, you know... Um, I, I think it was Jasmine that mentioned that you know we, it, it's now in our shores. It's now here in Massachusetts, so it, it's very it's real for us now. I think you're going to start to see just as attorneys in this community, we're going to have to find ways to 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 compensate for that uncertainty when it comes to performing. When we are a a time of the essence state where the dates matter, um, I think we're going to have to be a little flexible on that on both sides, both buyers and sellers, until we get a sense of how long this is this is going to be or if this is a new normal or if it's seasonal it's the the uncertainty right now i think is what's causing a lot of people anxiety but you know like mm -hmm. every other real estate 
uh, dip, um, you know, we always get through it. Whatever the new normal mm-hmm. becomes, we adapt and the market goes forward. Because at the end of the day, um, especially here in our area, you know, real estate is still a very good bet to put your money. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the downturns in 07 and 08, we didn't get hit as hard as some other places around the country. And we also recovered much faster than other places in the country. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know whether it's going to impact behavior too much in people not buying and selling only because, again, we it's, 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 a, it's a safe bet. Um, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think people are just going to have to think through um, the things that we've taken for granted to date. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's because we're Boston strong. That's why we recover faster <laughs> than anybody else in the country. Okay. But um, I know the answer to this question, but you did bring up, you know, people having concerns about the registry closing. So why don't you tell our listeners what would happen in a situation like that? So, again, right now, that it's, it's basically the, what the, the a, a, when the buyer and seller come into contract, they essentially close the transaction by recording the deed at the registry. That's that's what terminates the deal. That's what transfers ownership from the seller to the buyer. If the registries of deeds are closed, that transfer can't take place. So the parties are basically still in contract. Um, what we're essentially what we would be kind of putting into to place in these contracts is that if that does happen if the registries are closed for an extended period of time, there is an extension where the parties just agree to extend the closing date until the registries are open. Or if there is, you know, if the registries set up a online system, I think there's already e-filing mm-hmm. right now, but if they only accept the files via online, you know, we just have to, it, it's one of those things where, it, again, but what, I, what I started with, not panic, and just mm-hmm. address the issue at the time. So when that happens, you know, we will, We'll adjust, and um, and and as it's again, it's not something that hasn't happened before. And I think Alyssa was mentioning that going back to the '80s, you know, we've mm-hmm. we've we've had these lips in the market that, you know, the fear kind of drives everything down. But you know, we're here in 2020, and <laughs> we're mm-hmm. still going. So. Yeah, and social media, I think, right now is making things sort of move a little bit faster than it was back then. So I think that that's why we're seeing such an impact so quickly. Um, and I know, you know, Mark, he, again, I know he's at a meeting tonight for the ZBA in Marshfield, but I know he's a huge advocate of this. What I'm going to bring up next is, you know, with these changing tides and trying to, you know, manipulate around them and figure it all out, this is the most important time for you to have as a buyer or a seller to have a professional team standing behind you, not behind you, actually standing with you, beside you, and helping you. Because, I mean, we joke around where we always say, I got a guy, I got a guy, you know, but we really do. And I think that as, as us as a team, you know, if we're able to stay calm for our clients, I think that that will help with their, you know, with, them, yeah, with their anxiety, the stressfulness of this whole process, and just them having confidence in this getting done. Because eventually it will. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, you couldn't have said it any better. I think it's incumbent on us real estate professionals, whether it's Alyssa or Jasmine and George earlier, um, you're awesome. It's, you know, they're going to look to us to give guidance. And it's important that we stay level-headed because if we're not level-headed, then there's, there's no way the clients are going to be either. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, and, you know, again, just a small testimonial. I feel bad for Jasmine being under the weather. I feel like my client actually contributed to that because she went, she spent hours now. 
get her close. So when I heard her on the, on the radio earlier, I, I, I was going to shoot her a text and apologize. I didn't realize she was under that's the weather. A true, but that's it, a true team right there, though, Emmanuel. That's exactly right. But that's, it's, 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 you know, when, 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 the old part, when all the professionals work together, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what gets us and navigates mm-hmm. these difficult times. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, that's that's when you really need that team behind you that that works together. You know, you we all talk even offline when we don't have you know mm-hmm. clients to talk about about mm-hmm. what's happening in the market, uh, how we can improve our process and whatever. So um, yeah, I think that's that's going to be really really important coming going forward. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that our team in general, we're just talking about our team that was on the radio tonight is, I think that we all do a very good job of being courteous of the other person and what can we do to make your job easier? Like Emmanuel, I know I've talked about that. I've checked in with you and Mark before and said, hey, like how are the Boston Connect agents for you? Is is there anything that we can do to make your process easier? Because anything we can do to make that easier, it gives you more time to be with our clients. And I also think that this is, who's across the aisle from us I mean so to speak is it you know with our Cobrooks we have a lot of great agents in this in this general area and you know we may wear different colors but we're colleagues we're not competitors and I think with us staying level-headed with whatever color you're wearing as its shirt you that's us coming together to show that we are true professionals and we're here to help our clients uh, get to the very end. So, um, and your office is always so great with us um, and all of our clients. So we appreciate that. What are some of your final thoughts? Well, final thoughts are, I, I think, you know, just summing up what, what um, everyone has said tonight, that it, it's, there is uncertainty and uncertainty. Um, the market's never like that. The, the, the stock market don't like it. Real estate market doesn't like it either, but you know we've had uncertainty in the past, and we've gotten through it by staying level-headed and just addressing the issues as they come. So no need to panic. Um, if you're looking to buy real estate, this is not necessarily a bad time to buy. It's just a, you just have to talk through what your plans are, how long you want to hold it. Um, the only segment that I you know if they were calling me today and wanted to buy a property. I would tell them to pause would be flippers because their returns are usually short-term in nature. I would say let's let's wait to see how this is going to play out, how long this is going to be. But anyone else, if you're looking to buy your dream home, you know that you know you, that's a long-term proposition. Don't let this affect that. If you're looking to buy a rental property, that, again, that's a long. You're looking for long-term returns on that. Don't let this be the thing that stands in your way. Um, and you know, just get get the the support that you need and you know there's there's no reason this can't be a, a, a time for you to take advantage of of the of the of the blip yeah wow that was a great final thought there emmanuel <laughs> everybody i feel like we'll everybody talk, was so eloquent tonight yeah. we're well, talking very, about well, being level-headed i always say that emmanuel's like one pulse short of being flatlined but in a good way he in calms way, me down um emmanuel how can our listeners get in touch with you uh uh, well, you can call the office. We're at Styles Law at 781-319-1900. Um, you can also shoot me an email at eebot at styles-law.com. 
or you can call you guys me because you can always reach out to me. <laughs> we have everybody's number. Yeah. We got everybody's number. Um, well, thank you so much, Emmanuel, for taking some time out of your night away from your family to be with us um, and our listeners. And uh, we'll be we'll be sending more deals your way. Don't worry. <laughs> I think you got two today, my friend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> got two deals today from us. Hope we're keeping you busy <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank All right. you so Thanks, much, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Thanks, right. Emmanuel. Have a great night. All right. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, again, that was Emmanuel Ebot from Styles Law. He's just so great. We Isn't he? I know. He's so <laughs> good. We love all of our people. Yeah. We're very, very lucky that we have such a good team, So, um, including us as a team. So yeah, I think we're pretty good. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Triple high five. We're talking about us because we only have a couple more minutes. What yeah. are our final thoughts about this? So, you know, do we currently feel an impact on the, of the coronavirus? Do we think that, you know, mm. there's going to be a greater impact after this? And what are our words of wisdom? Mm-hmm. Mary, why don't you give, because that's how five-minute warning, I think. So why don't you give the um, concept that you gave about, you know, seeing people out in that $500,000 price range and what your thoughts were on that? Yeah, personally, I don't know that we've seen the coronavirus impact us, um, people being scared to go out to open houses. I mean, it's still been an incredibly busy market, but I also feel like that has a lot to do with the decreased amount of inventory, the low inventory that we have mm-hmm. um, and the lower interest rates. So I know we're kind of, uh, Jasmine and George, we're talking about being in that uncertain time right now with the interest rates just going up yesterday at two o'clock. But at the same time, with the with how low that they've come, I feel, and I can see it, we used to see bidding wars in the threes and the fours. Mm-hmm. And now because people can afford more, that affordability mm-hmm. um, portion that we were talking about, we're seeing those bidding wars going up into the fives and going up into the sixes, which historically we really haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So those buyers that once could afford your $400,000 house or your $300,000 house are, are um using and understanding that they have that for that extra $48,000 that you're talking mm-hmm. about of buying power to purchase something else um, mm-hmm. and, and get themselves into maybe not the the first house, but the um, the forever mm-hmm. house, Yeah, you know? So for my words of wisdom, one of the things that I've been thinking about is since interest rates are so low and the inventory is even lower, I'd say historically low right now, uh, I, I think that we're having a problem with nobody has any place to move. So I think one of the ways to really get the house of your dreams is to be creative with that offer. So um, we're seeing multiple offers. We've had last week in Marshfield, I had 45 groups of people at one open house. This past weekend, I had another house in Pembroke on Elm Street that was, you know, 18 groups of people. So we're seeing consistently in Abington, um, in Bridgewater, Bridgewater, you had 40 to 50 50 groups. I couldn't even keep track. That was the the hand spray one. So I think that if you can get into negotiations with a seller and the seller is contingent upon finding suitable housing and they're having a hard time, consider asking them if they would close now and do a rent back if you're willing to rent somewhere while they're finding a house. Mm, You'll be able to take advantage of those rates. So again, thank you so much for listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker, and Melissa Wallace. You can find all of our information on bostonconnect.com. We're going to do a great big blog on this. Um, And if you have any questions for us, just reach out at 781-826-8000, bostonconnect.com. You'll find all of our profiles. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight and um, continue to wash your hands and use hand sanitizer. (laughs) We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.